Hey, I'm Chris. And I'm Dakota. You listened to part one of our episode about predictions about Apple Keynotes coming up within the next couple of months. And now it's time for you to listen to part two of <gasps> Down, Down to, to Nerd. And I like how you Hey, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Good. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Uh, hey, this is uh, part two uh, of our predictions of upcoming keynotes within uh, September and October of 2018 uh, from Apple. In our part one, we talked pretty extensively about the new iPhones and new iPads coming out uh, and also got to reminisce quite a bit about the iPad mini. So if you're interested in those things, feel free to give a listen to part one. Uh, but now we're going to jump into part two. Oh, we are still joined by our esteemed guests, Mark Suave Roberts, and uh, engineer, and I'm going to say doctor anyways, because I can, <laughs> Dr. Josh Perry. Who's oh, thanks, Chris. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, just after our recap, uh, we're just kind of moving into, uh, I think a good place to start off uh, would be about air power. Um, I'll tell you, it has been... Uh, well, almost a year since we've heard about Air Power, uh, with a launch sometime in 2018, with no launch yet. Uh, how do you guys feel about it? I'm excited. As a former Nexus phone aficionado, I want one of the pads on my workbench. I want one next to my bed. I'm I'm excited to have wireless charging on everything. Hmm. I don't have much of an opinion because I've never used wireless charging, so I simply just don't know what it's like. So I don't know what I'm missing at this point. Yeah, I'm in the same. I'm in the same boat as Mark. I have nothing that charges wirelessly at this point, and maybe if I get an Apple Watch, if I get the next iPhone, then maybe that'll be like a, a, a secondary purchase or a tertiary purchase, but nothing like. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like could, we don't know what we're missing. <laughs> I could definitely see it as being a secondary purchase if I were to get the the ten two or eleven or ten s whatever they're going to call it, just because you know, like right now, my phone's sitting down next to me, just sitting there, and it's plugged into my computer, and it'd probably be better off if it was just sitting on a pad. I could pick it up and not have to worry about a cord. But um, yeah, it definitely makes more sense as like a nightstand type thing. Right. Um, that, I know that's where I kept mine previously with my Nexus devices, but I'm one of those nerds who, who paid the extra to have the Apple iPad work. Mm. And uh, I use that pretty extensively, but it's not great to leave plugged in and try to type on or do anything with. Right. But I think something wireless would be super convenient for that function. No, I think the big question is why has it been delayed for so long? Well, we didn't wait. We didn't hear Chris's opinion. Oh, yeah. Chris, what's your opinion on it? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, I carried away. No, no, no. You're fine. So is somebody who has two uh, Mophie charge pads in the home, the, you know, the Apple approved ones, um, the air power, I think, would be a terrific addition. Uh, But to me, the number one contingency is it has to come in space gray. I want it in space gray uh-huh. so bad. I would literally just throw money at it if it comes in space gray. Um, <laughs> so which which shade of space gray would you like? Uh, you number one, number 48, or... 
Uh, I'm thinking more reminiscent of the iPod Touch 6th generation, that slightly darker hue, <laughs> not quite what you're looking at on uh, something like a uh, iPhone 6S, but definitely the, the darker hue of space gray is what I'm looking for. Maybe closer to that of what maybe they consider on a HomePod. Maybe that's what's taking so long. They just haven't quite nailed the right space gray color they want to use on this thing. They're like, we got to delay this. It's not quite space gray enough. <laughs> fingers, fingers crossed on that. But uh, it seems like from what I've been able to gather of what is tricky is basically they're trying to kind of cross two standards. So, you know, it charges the AirPods wireless charging case, you know, not released yet. The iPhone 10 and 8 and, you know, next-gen iPhones, which use the Qi charging standard. But the Apple Watch uh, Series 1 through 3 do not use the standard Qi charging. They use a different standard created by Apple. So basically what happens is when they create this air power mat, they're going to have to intertwine these coils that meet a whole bunch of different standards. So obviously it's going to have to meet Apple standards for the Apple Watch, but in addition to that, it has to meet the standards for Qi charging. Now, one of the big things they're going for is, uh, and I don't know if you know this, but as somebody who owns one of these Mophie charging pads, one of the most annoying things that can happen is I'm going to bed, I'm tired, it's 1230 at night, I throw my phone on, I wake up in the morning, and my phone that was at 40% when I went to bed is now at 30% because I didn't get it dead on. The the uh, air power is oh, like slated small, to fix It's like that. a really small area on the Mophie. Right, right. You have to be relatively... Oh. You have to center the back of the glass part of the phone with the back... You know, with the top of the Mophie. So mm. what air power aims to fix is it is chuck full of so many different coils for the Qi charging standard that no matter what device you put in what order they will all charge and you can kind of just toss them on. So quite literally it works like magic, like Apple's other air products, like the AirPods. <clears throat> so, you know, with that being said, I imagine they're having trouble, you know, making all of that work. Now, one of the things that just makes my, you know, Apple fanboy bones tingle is it runs a variant of iOS, which is, I don't know, I just love that. So, you know, it has its own custom software inside of it that it has to run. I imagine between the software and the hardware and integrating it, um, the R&D, which maybe they felt would be more in line with something like the AirPods, has turned into something more along the lines of the touch bar in the MacBook Pro. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where it runs like a variant of watchOS. You know, they're probably playing with what way they can make this all interface the best. So I think that's where the delay is. But I really prefer the other option, which is they're just settling on the right shade in hue of space gray. <laughs> I now know infinitely more about the Apple touchpad than I've ever known. And I can't thank you enough for that. No, but that is literally what I am here for. But it's you know, like that sounds like amazing. Like in, it, it just, it, that kind of blows my mind in the sense that, you know, you kind of see a lot of people saying how Apple's not innovating anymore, but this description of the touchpad that like screams innovation. It's just, I think it's just at such a small scale that, you know, the average user can't really see the innovation, but um, like just listening to that kind of complex engineering, it's like, wow, that's, that's something else. 
Uh, you know, I really think so, you know, and, and with all of that being said, you know, it's just like, it's really taking something, you know, wireless headphones, you know, for example, with the AirPods, it's been around for several years, but Apple took that product line and made it, dare I say, magical. You know what I mean? It, it it really gave that sense of magic to that product line. They just work. And I think that's really what they're trying to achieve with the air power. Now, the one big reservation for me, and I would love to hear from you guys, is more so, so these Mophie charge pads that, you know, I've already purchased. I have one for me. I have one for Megan. Uh, I paid $60 a piece for these things. So we could both wirelessly charge our phones when we go, you know, go to bed at night. We pick them up in the morning. It's easy to pick them up in the middle of the night, you know, being by the nightstand. What is the price you guys would be willing to pay for something like air power, knowing what I've informed you with now? Oh man, I could easily go, I don't know, 40 or 50, uh, knowing Apple, probably $49 for a single one and 129 or 149 for one that does everything. A watch, a phone, a set of AirPods. Uh, what do you guys think? I never thought of having a single and a multiple, but I I was thinking 129 would be the price point for what you were talking about, Chris. But I, I think you're also right, Josh, that if there is just a single uh, charge pad for, you know, let's say the phone, 49, 59, I'd even probably go $69 um, just because that's that seems reasonable to me. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking on the higher end of stuff, 69 for a single. And then 149 for the multi. Now, where I would come in from it, I really don't see Apple going into a single as much as I wish that was possible. Just because it's been done before and that meets the standard, you know, Qi charging standards. Um, I really think they're going to go for this innovative multi-device. Now, I, I have a stipulation. And the way I have to put this is because... I paid an extra $20 for the Space Gray Apple mouse. That is how much I love Space Gray. They charge $79 for the white one, and they charge $99 for the Space Gray one. And Space <clears throat> Gray everything. I would pay $149 for a white one, and I would pay – I'm going to – nay, I will go an extra $10 and say I would pay $179 for a Space Gray. But that would be my Ooh. limit. That would be your limit. That yeah, that is my absolute cap, and I would would I feel bad doing it? Yes, but I would have a space gray. <laughs> but do you have that. to do it? Yes. Yeah. Obviously. What if it was one eighty nine, Chris? Would you just say no? Oh, Come on, Mark, you were, <laughs> it, it's ten bucks. You're man. getting up in like three separate charger territory then. Oh. <laughs> but, right. You I, know mean, I mean, but that's. Like, that... oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mark. I was say, but like you have a reason to spend that much on a charger because you have multiple devices. Like I would never spend almost two hundred dollars on a single wireless charger if I just have a phone. It doesn't make any sense. So like, it, 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 one eighty nine might sound crazy, but at the same time, you're charging three devices all at once, and you can just throw it on there, and boom, it's done. That's kind of cool. Well, it definitely is. is if I you mean, have to, I'm but, sorry. Go ahead, Dakota. Chris, like in your current household, you'd have to get two of those because you and Megan both have phones and watches that would need the multi-charger. Like you wouldn't be able to just use one. For example, like if it was on your nightstand, 
because then all of your phones and watches would be, I guess, be on the one side. I mean, unless you're right with it, but usually, like, we've got ours kind of separated out. Like, I've got a nightstand, Kyle's got a nightstand, and then our phones are on the one, and our phones and glasses are on the other one. So here's what I'm going to throw a surprise curveball for you, You don't need to. So so with that, now, this wouldn't take care of the Apple Watches. We would have to use the standard Apple Watch chargers. But the Air Power, Matt, if we bought just one, can charge the iPhone, the AirPods with the wireless charging case, which isn't released yet, and the Apple Watch simultaneously, or it can charge two iPhones at the same time. Mm, so you know we could set that on the the nightstand and it would charge both devices at once um you know the big thing guess, is no well i guess my thing is like the location because like we have two nightstands so if you guys have one nightstand and i guess it'd be all right but we'd have two so if we really wanted both of us to have wireless charging we'd almost have to get two chargers you see what i'm saying yeah and absolutely yes, it can, it has the capacity but like what if you're charging your watch and your phone and maybe it needs to charge her watch and her phone and the AirPods. Yeah, then you'd be buying too. You'd be uh, buying into yeah. exactly what uh, <laughs> Apple's trying to subscribe. <laughs> yeah. Um, Four hundred dollars worth of Air Power. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's almost like we are invested in this ecosystem or something. Yeah, weird. <laughs> well, and, and that's the no. Thing. It's just like oh, <laughs> Mark. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just it's true. It's just like you know. The, the one thing that Apple does, you know, and not to go on a tangent, but I am like why they got rid of the, the airport line that I think just makes us feel all horrible is every time they come out with something, it gives you that extra layer. It's like, oh, man, I couldn't do that before, you know, with this other device that met. 80% of my needs, this fulfills the full 100. You know, I look at the same thing. You know, I have a Amazon Echo Show at home, which we use, like, when we're sitting at the dinner table eating, like, we'll watch, you know, Amazon Prime video on it. But the HomePod, you know, it just fulfills everything. It can play my Apple Music playlists. It can integrate with HomeKit. It really meets just those extra needs that, you know, the Echo isn't getting done. You know, Apple just has that way to make you fully invested, you know, in what they're doing. And, and I think the air power is absolutely no different. And then what what happened to say, like, what if eventually they remove the lightning port on their devices? Like, air power might be your only option, or they have to include a single charging unit for those devices or something. Yeah, per the EU, I mean, they may even have to include a a wireless puck that's USB compliant. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they're running into right now in Europe is they have to include a USB adapter. Right, because they uh, otherwise they get a nice little fine per unit to to cut into their margin, if I'm not mistaken. Right in the EU. Yeah, it's something like that. I, I mean, at a you know hundred whatever billion. One trillion dollar company, but 100 billion in cash or 200 billion in cash. I don't don't know if they still want to pay that. You don't get there by giving stuff away for free, right? Right, they're in the business of making money, but uh, you know, with that, 
The one thing I wanted to add before we moved on from air power, though, is so, you know, let's say it achieves that 149 or even in my space gray fantasy, 179 or in Mark's one upsmanship, 189, (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, we're looking at that. But it's like, here's one thing that's underlined. I have a pair of AirPods that aren't currently in a wireless charging case. How much is that going to cost? You know what I mean? To give me that full integration across the board. Because my investment is going to be much higher if I currently have a pair of AirPods. Ugh. Man, it's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. I don't see him going less than $50 on that case. Uh, yeah, not know. at all. Won't they... If they're going to come out with an AirPod charging case, I would assume that the next generation AirPods are just going to come out with that, right? And just being included in the total sale price? Right. I mean, that... That's only logical. I, I think it's logical. I mean, it's it's like next generation AirPods should come out with the case that's coming out at the same time with it, or maybe I'm just living in an Apple fantasy. I don't know. No, it's a very so, very real fantasy. I, I so think then, they'll come with that. So then, having that wireless charging case, do you think we'll see another price increase? Because currently they retail at one fifty nine and. They've, you know, they've been flying off the shelves. Like I think they've only recently have been in stock. So do you then do you think maybe for one ninety nine they'll have the wireless charging capable case, and then maybe you could potentially go into an Apple store and then pay an extra forty dollars and then exchange your current Thunderbolt or Lightning Bolt charging case for the wireless key. Apple power, air power uh, charging case. I think that's possible. I think, I that's, think it might. Mu- go sorry, ahead, Chris. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think that's possible at Fantasy Apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I can see true. what might happen is they may, maybe they'll bump the price of the AirPods with the air charging case to, let's say, 199 And then they would have just the standard AirPods without the case, like maybe mm-hmm. Gen 2 still. But okay. at that same price point, or maybe even ten dollars less, like without any case, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I definitely feel like it's something. I I think it would be more of a standard staple, uh, you know, with it. And I feel like they have to innovate on the AirPods themselves if they're going to run with the Gen Two. I don't know if wireless charging with the case is just enough. Uh, now, this is not my own original thought, but I largely agree with it and would like to see this happen. Uh, I read this in a, this was a, I can't remember who, it might have been Renee Ritchie's tweet, Uh, but it was, you know, the Apple Watch Series 1 was an Apple Watch, the Series 2 was waterproof, and the Series 3 had cellular. I would actually like to see that kind of trend continue with the AirPods. Series 1, we have AirPods. Series 2, they can wirelessly charge and they have some kind of water resistance. Series 3, they're waterproof and you have an LTE variant where you don't even Mm. need your Apple Watch to use the AirPods. That's living fantasy Apple, but I think it's totally achievable within the next three years. Yeah, I feel that's a challenge with battery life. I I would love to see more gestures available on the AirPods um, because you're kind of stuck with the two that they give you. I would love to be able to adjust volume up and down and also change tracks because I use mine a lot at work for podcasts. So 
you know, something that gave me a couple more gestures to work with. And maybe I could see waterproof being realistic, but it'd be hard to get an LTE radio in there. It It is tricky. Most definitely. It'd be a few years off. Okay, yeah, so that, that being said, uh, I absolutely love them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like them because I, I feel like every day I work with my ear pods, I either... Uh, I'm about to rip the cord out of my computer or I just severely damage my ears like every day <laughs> if it gets caught and I'm like, I'm ready for this wireless life. Yeah. Tell Taylor and be like, hey, this will be a nice uh, anniversary present. <laughs> small tangent, we went to Best Buy not too long ago because we were in the area and I really just wanted to stare at a 4K OLED <laughs> for about three minutes <laughs> and we passed up like the AirPods and she's like, who would pay 169 for wireless headphones? I really didn't say anything. I just kind of turned and walked because I totally would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could have been like, you know a guy. And this actually, you know a few guys. guys. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the same guy who just paid like 1700 bucks for that OLED you're staring at. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten it yet, but soon. Soon. You, you need to do it, definitely. I'm waiting for my 32-inch Vizio to die that's in my spare bedroom right now, because once that's gone, then the main TV will go in this room, and then I'll get a giant OLED, and life will be good. Mm-hmm. Sounds, Sounds a lot like our rotation we did. <laughs> our, <laughs> our old TV started buzzing, so it got thrown in the basement and got replaced with a shiny new LG OLED. I'm ready for the transition to 4K. I need need a 4k tv and then an apple tv 4k and maybe a ps4 pro why not so do it all well what a beautiful transition <laughs> thank you everyone so what are we thinking about the uh the apple tv 4k do you think it really warrants an update uh at one of these keynotes coming up within the next couple of months uh personally as an apple tv 4k owner I, I kind of feel like they hit the nail on the head. I don't really think there's any rush or there's really any point for innovation at this point. Yeah, I think it's it's fine. Uh, we have one. We only have a 32 gigabyte one or whatever the minimum is. I don't know if it's 32 or 64 now. 32 but, is the standard. 64 is up variant. But same here. I have the 32. I mean, uh, we don't put games on it. We have probably 30 different streaming apps or weather apps, you know, just little apps and I don't know. I don't, we don't have any hiccups with it. I mean, I, I struggle to find HDMI cables that survive our cats, but <laughs> yeah, the, the Apple TV itself has been great. Does does the 4K have Dolby Atmos yet? Uh, it will with iOS 12. Okay, so I mean, that would be just about the only update I could see, unless maybe they have another chip they're going to put inside of it. But at this That's point, the, the current chip's running 4K and the most up-to-date surround sound possible. Like, why put another chip in it? That's, well, that's, like, yeah, my, that's our, my thought. Our performance experience, we've never had a performance issue with it. It's usually our modem streaming the 4K content that has the mm-hmm. issue before the TV itself. Move to Chattanooga, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Cable monopolies, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, no, I I would be in the same group as Mark. Um, 
definitely don't have any issues to complain with here. And I think one of the things that really benefits the A10 chip inside of the Apple TV 4K is Apple actually included a gasp fan inside of the Apple TV 4K. So I think you don't have to worry about throttling so much. I'm looking at you, i9 MacBook Pro 15-inch. <laughs> but... um you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of room for growth with that and that that chip can really, really overclock and perform, uh, you know, without them having to put in an A11 or an A12 into an Apple TV. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole lot to be said on this one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, hey, let's look over to the Apple Watch. And because I forgot bongos last time because your transition was so perfect, we're going to go ahead and launch in some bongos. Mm. All right. Very festive. Very nice. So um, <laughs> the weird thing is the bongos didn't play that time. So hopefully they were actually bongos. <laughs> but oh. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. But um Phantom uh, Phantom Bongos. Definitely. Now I know I'm pretty sure I'm the uh the lone person here on the Apple Watch, but just to touch really quickly, I mean other than under the hood improvements, which would be normal, uh full screen, do you think that would change your guys' opinion in any way on adopting uh an Apple Watch, or would it just be, you know, hey, it's still there, I'll consider it when I get there? I think I'm in, the, I'm in the latter boat. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it's another thing to add to the list, but uh, I mean, I had an Apple Watch 3 LTE for a short period of time. It's more of a, I worry about smashing it at work or, you know, I don't really get the value out of it that I think some people do. And I'm not a huge workout fanatic. I mean, how much of a bezel is on the Apple Watch right now? Is it really that noticeable? It's on like iPhone 10 levels. I mean, it's only a couple millimeters. I don't, I don't think that's the thing holding me back from getting yeah, it and keeping it. I don't think there'd be any any different any difference really. I mean, and, and to be honest, like you, I feel like the design essence of a watch itself like you need to have that visible outline bezel to it because it's just that's just what a watch is so if you have a screen that kind of like takes over those aluminum sides like it's i feel like it'll look kind of goofy you know yeah i just feel like it wouldn't it wouldn't scream watch as it would more or less just be like oh ios wearable and i don't know i don't that makes me itchy mm-hmm I, it's it's still on our radar. It it would have to be like an all or nothing. Like I I don't know if I could get one by myself, but if Kylie got one, I could definitely see myself having one. And also, I might have to look into her health insurance to see if they offer discounts. <laughs> yes. That's a valid point. It, most definitely. Um, I mean, really, for me, it would not make it or break it. Personally, I have an LTE uh, Series Three Apple Watch. Uh, I do not subscribe to the LTE after the free month trial. Well, free three month trial, I should say. Um, it is just really a device that still, as far as I'm concerned is totally, you know what I mean? Dependent on your iPhone. I don't see that level of separation yet in terms of performance. Uh, in addition, uh, as far as syncing your Apple music playlists, if you use Apple music, uh, they upped the storage from 8 to 16 gigabytes in the Apple Watch Series 3, so you've got plenty of room to just sync your playlists rather than stream them. 
But if you already have, like, say if you have your, like, phone on you, that kind of becomes a moot, a moot point. You know, you don't really need to store the music on your watch. That'd really just be for if you were going out without your watch. And I feel like that's less, yeah, I feel like the watch is a convenient, it's a good, like, additive, but it's not like, you know, I'm not going to go out, even if I had the cellular capabilities, I'm like, hey, let's go downtown and. Uh, I'll just I'll just take my watch with me this time. You know, I, don't, I still don't think I think that's a very I think it's an uncommon situation where people will do that. Maybe if you were running or going to the gym exclusively, but then your watch is still or your phone could still be in the locker room and could potentially still be pairing to your Apple Watch. And, yeah. and that's definitely where the the benefits take off. Now I'm going to say something that it, it, it's kind of unconventional, but this is really the best way I can summarize the Apple Watch. You know, bezel-less screen or not, the really the way I look at it is the Apple Watch is CarPlay for your body. <laughs> um, it, no. it, that's really what I think about when I use it. Because when I've used CarPlay personally, my Dodge Dart does not have CarPlay, but. Um, when I use my Apple Watch, it's an extension of that. Like, So I have instant access to what's now playing on my iPhone and playing through my AirPods or my Beats X. Um, when I use the Maps feature, I'm tapped on my wrist when I need to turn, even though that I'm driving in my car, you know what I mean, or walking down the street. I don't have to look at my phone. I'm just getting that information from my phone relayed to the watch. So really those kinds of things, it, it's just really, it's an extension of the iPhone uh, to me. And that's why I feel like it's like, it's just, it's car play for you. You know what I mean? All the time. Cause you're wearing it. Yeah. I can totally agree with that statement. And I'll tell you, I never wanted an Apple watch more than when we were in LA and having to use our phones to walk around to get everywhere and, like, I felt like an ape, like, pulling out my phone and checking every three <laughs> seconds to see if we were at the right road and how convenient it would have been to just go, oh, we need, still need to go 200 more feet to whatever road, you know, instead of reaching into our pockets, both of us, and going, oh, like, where are we at? And like, ooh, you know, just, just kind of, I know, like, phones, you know, that whole thing has come a long way, but, like, that Apple Watch would have just made... Even just one of us having it would have made that whole experience just so much smoother, especially because we've never been there before. That's a really good point. I never really thought about it that way, but um, yeah, I could I could definitely see that, especially if you're either visiting a city or new to a city. Having an Apple Watch to help with navigation could be uh, a really really good experience. Yeah, and I just had a business idea. What if we could like set up a rental service, like an Apple watch rental? Chris is going to laugh at me, but how cool would that be? Like you just like pay 20 bucks a day or something and you just rent the Apple watch or I guess at that point, maybe you just go buy one, but for someone who doesn't need one all the time, like that could be kind of cool. And the deposit would have to be super high on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just knowing, you know, back in, you know, Toledo. Oh yeah. <laughs> Running an Apple watch, they'd all disappear. Well, but, to be fair, I don't think people are walking around Toledo and need an Apple Watch to navigate around. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I mean, really, with that, my my defensive point would be you wouldn't get them back because I think most people don't care about the Apple Watch until they wear one and see its usefulness. Mm. Uh, I definitely feel like it's a it's a gateway thing, and it, it's really what Apple's trying to achieve. You know, you look at it in the broad spectrum. Uh, 
not to go on a tangent here, but, you know, the iPad is there to be more useful than the Mac for an isolated set of activities. The iPhone is there to supplement the iPad with a set of activities. The Apple Watch is but an extension of that, and I would debate to say that eventually the AirPods will become an extension of the Apple Watch. You know what I mean? Each one is more minimal in its usefulness, but what they do, the more they do them very well, it definitely supplements that product preceding it, that larger, more robust product, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think that makes perfect does. sense. Yeah. And, and, you know, and so, uh, really, I don't know. I see with the success of the AirPods, not to take a step back, but you know what I mean? It it really is. I They're an extension of the Apple Watch, and just... You know, when I've used, let's say I'm just going outside or walking around or doing something, you know, just having your playlist on your Apple Watch and having your AirPods in and having them be able to communicate via iCloud directly, you know, while you're walking to do something real quick instead of having to bring your iPhone with you is positively liberating. And I mean, even to a point of if my Apple Watch is on the charger, you know, and I just have my AirPods in, I really feel like that's the next level. Mm. Now, what about, okay, I just had a crazy, another crazy thought. What if AirPods Generation 2 or AirPods Pro have 16 gigs of storage, just like an I, just like an iPod Shuffle, where you have very basic controls on the side, you can, t- you know, activate Siri and play songs, and it just stores locally, and then you can manage that playlist that's stored locally on your AirPods through your phone. I can only afford the air power right now, Dakota. Please don't do that to me. But <laughs> <laughs> well, for $20 more, I can get them in Space Gray. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Space Gray AirPods. Mark, that's, <laughs> that's quite a value proposition. <laughs> oh. oh. Well, well, I'll tell you, in uh, the last things to touch up in, because... Quite frankly, I don't know if we have to save this for another time. I don't think we're going to have enough time to talk about the Mac. Uh, I would really like to just wrap up with the HomePod. Now, I I think I'm going to uh, kind of a lone wolf here, uh, being the owner of a uh, HomePod. But uh, there's been a lot of talk about a HomePod Mini, but it more so receiving the Beats branding rather than just being a flat-out HomePod Mini. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? Instant buy. (laughs) I've been trying to sell the wife on a HomePod since they came out. And if they hit the, let's say, $79 or $99 price point, I think we would have one in our kitchen probably the next day. So I was thinking, I'm thinking $179 for a starting price on it. Just because it is, it's the Beats brand, so there's a licensing fee attached to the Beats brand. And obviously, it's an Apple product too, so it's they're gonna. I don't think it's gonna be as cheap as as what we're hoping for. Yeah, I definitely don't think you're wrong. <laughs> I would love to see one for under a hundred, but I think one fifty to two hundred is probably more realistic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, even at that at that point, if it can, if it's somewhat close to the original HomePod and in quality, dang, that'd be a nice supplement. And just be really great to have because, like, I we've got a little, um, dare I say, Alexa 
um, the Echo Dot, which is, it's starting to show its age, and that the speaker is just like, it's fine, you know, but again, it was $50, or $40, I think I found it on sale for some, somehow. Yeah, we it just, been fine. we just went, uh, actually, last, I'm sorry, uh, last night, we just went to our in-laws who have a HomePod, and the, the sound quality is just phenomenal on that, and... Mm-hmm. I can see where it's worth it to some people, but man, it's an expensive speaker to be putting in our kitchen, which is where we would use it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I have an iPod Hi-Fi with a Airport Express on it <laughs> as an AirPlay speaker right now. <laughs> but I would love to have something with Siri where I could just you know shout at it, "Hey, play my alternative spirit," you know, alternative playlist or you know some now, artist. I, I could I could offer you a somewhat backwards solution you can pair your phone to the alexa uh dot probably anything and have it activate as a speaker so you could do hey siri and if it activates on your phone then it would push it over to the speaker oh man uh, too, too many options <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta keep it simple otherwise it won't get approved by the the budgetary officer i mean my wife <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you, if I can just chime in for one second before we hear from Mark, um, you know, one of the big things is, uh, Josh, I totally understand where you're coming from. Uh, you know, is uh, family is an own with an, you know, we had an echo show um, and I came home with the home pod. I definitely got some dirty looks. <laughs> it was really not approved. Uh, but one of the things that I've noticed owning a HomePod, its simplicity and integration, um, that opinion has gone from, oh my God, you came home with this $350 speaker to, I I really like and find usefulness in the HomePod and the way it integrates with everything else in the house. You know, whether it be from the Hue bulbs that we have installed or just being able to play and access and tap into the playlists that we have. You know, oh, I definitely, I definitely see the usefulness there. <laughs> Being an all Apple household now, it it would be extremely convenient to have Siri on tab in a room where we don't have an Apple TV or our phones on us all the time. Most definitely, and you know, and really, I feel like that's the biggest selling point. It's one of those things where I totally understand where Apple has sold so few units. Which, I mean, by so few, I mean most, uh, I think, analysts are estimating like 2 to 3 million units have been shipped since launch. But it's, once you get it, it's like, I just can't imagine if you took the HomePod out of the equation with the Apple integration, where, you know what I mean, what I would have that would supplement it. You know, because before that, it was mainly like, for listening, we have a Beats pill in our bedroom. And, uh, you know, we can obviously Bluetooth connect to that, but there's just something seamless of, you know, hey, play this, you know, and all of a sudden it's just playing because it does the music aspect really well. And I really feel like, you know, it's one of those things I I really think even as a Beats branded, you know, mini HomePod or something like that would really change the game. They they really should work on trying to break that into the household. I know we'll probably never see a $49 device like a Dot or a Home, you know, or what have you at regular retail price. But the closer they get to that, the better they have at infiltration into just one extra level of integration. 
definitely. I would even I would even see. All right, so here's another suggestion. What if they came out with the HomePod Pro, and it had um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but do, does the current HomePod have like an optical uh, audio input on it? It's 100% self-contained. Okay, but what if they came out with like a pro version, and then that could essentially supplement sound bars for TVs? You know, because the standard TVs they they're fine, they're getting better. But like having that HomePod be your speaker system for your TV for channels that aren't on the Apple TV, because I I think you can route the audio from the Apple TV to the HomePod, right? Oh yes, and it's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Right, but imagine imagine. Imagine be able to do that with anything else that is getting uh, output through your TV. That would be a really killer feature and would actually draw me closer to one because I've almost, I've always wanted like a sound bar or something with like a little bit of higher quality. And if I could just run an optical cable right to it, man, that would that would you know tickle a lot of fancies for me. Oh, someday. I'd, I would really love to see that that extra added layer. You know, it's uh, just another level of integration. You know what I mean? Just kind of like how we focused on the the air power. You know what I mean? From the beginning of this episode, that just it, if it's there, it's just one more reason for Apple to take control of everything. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'll tell you, as we reach the uh, end of our 45-minute podcast limit, uh, anything else you gentlemen want to add? Um, <laughs> I'm going to play bad guy here for, for about a minute, if I can. Um, I have ahead. zero interest in a HomePod. <laughs> Frowny oh, face, grumpy you cat. Have, you have zero interest? Zero interest because, one, uh, in my two-bedroom apartment, my kitchen and living room are open space, and I've got my Apple TV with 5.1 surround, so whatever I stream, which I'm not an Apple Music subscriber, so I can't be like, hey, Siri, play this, it's not going to do it. So, like, that's my main source of audio, and, like, in my bathroom, I've got a Bluetooth UE Megaboom, which sounds awesome, and again, like, it's probably going to be, uh, you know, podcasts or um, uh, Amazon Music streaming through that. Uh, and I, I honestly, if I were to have to get another like supplemental speaker for a room, I would probably go for the Sonos Beam because it has AirPlay 2 and also works with Alexa. And uh, I don't know, it, it seems like it'd be a better option for another TV speaker. And Alexa's yelling at me right now, if you can hear it. <laughs> I, I had to mute mine, just in case. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think, I'm sure the HomePod's a great product, but it's just, it's not in my wheelhouse. I'd, I'd see myself buying an Apple Watch before a HomePod. Yeah, I, I think it might be the same boat as you, Mark. I think an Apple Watch would be, would have more functions for me before a HomePod would be, because... Apple Watch, you can kind of take it wherever you go, work, play, wherever, where the HomePod is in its name at home. Like, that's its yeah. main use. So. Well, other than that, that about wraps it up for me. <laughs> well, that's fair. Well, I'll tell you, with a minute and 40 seconds left, because I did not anticipate us to spend that much time on talking about that, 
Um, we will have to deliberate on a part three. So the jury's out on that. That may be coming to you sooner rather than later or uh, sometime from now. But I'll tell you, if anything, thank you so much to Dakota, Mark, and Josh for being here tonight. It's an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah, thanks like for always. Us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we really appreciate you guys. Yeah, so uh, stay tuned for part three with me and Dakota, or hopefully Mark and Josh. Time will tell. But I'll tell you, thank you so much from all of us. Thanks for listening to Down, Down to, to Nerd. Nerd. Yeah. Oh, you got to play the long one, bro. Yeah, I know. You went for it, and I just didn't take it. That's oh. a bad job by me. See you no, you got to play Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery.